Paris-Musée Olympic. When sport becomes an art, works of art tell their own stories. A podcast produced by Paris-Musée. Paris-Musée Olympic means having one foot in the history of art, one in the history of sport, and the rest of the body wholly immersed in a work of art. Close your eyes, dive into a painting, slip into your sneakers and saddle up for the Olympics by listening to what the Paris Museum's collections have to say about themselves. Come on then, on your marks, get set, go. Today, we are going cycling in Le Vésinet, which is a painting by Léon François Comère from 1903. be a master peddler and I go on losing my chain oh hello is there someone here hello yes hello hello can I help you oh yes please my chain came loose but like this it should stay on for a few more miles I hope but uh, could you please show me where I can get my bike fixed of course come with me my father is nearby he will find somebody to help you. I have to meet with him right now, in fact. He wants to paint us, me on my bicycle. <laughs> I forget my good manners. Georges Gomer, pleased to meet you. Oh, Georges Gomer, the daughter of the painter Léon François Gomer? Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad to meet you. I love his work. Well, don't see this as flattery. I wouldn't want to inflate his ego faster than a bicycle tire. But his painting, Angel Announcing the Birth of Christ to the Shepherds, is magnificent. That's how he was awarded the Prix de Rome in 1875, I believe? Absolutely. And after that, he was a pensioner at the Villa Medici for nearly four years. When he came back, Papa wanted to do open-air painting. So he bought this land in 1884. I won't take it the wrong way, but that means... You're on our property? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Shall we go? Okay. Oh, I was taking a stroll near the Petit Palais, and in two pedal strokes, here I was in the wood. I guess that once I'm on my bicycle, nothing can stop me. <laughs> you like that feeling too? I feel so free when I'm riding a bicycle. I get the impression I can stop smiling. <laughs> I'm well, all right. I'm, let's say, several years older than you, but I still feel the same way. Also, I once had the opportunity to try the Velocipede, the bicycle's illustrious ancestor. And it wasn't a walk in the park. Bicycles today are so practical. Look, both wheels are the same size, which didn't used to be the case. There are pedals, tyres, spokes, a chain, that sometimes does as it pleases, but all the same. Bicycles mean freedom, and above all, the emancipation of women. My new head! <laughs> Phew, thank you. What does emancipation mean? Well, emancipating yourself means freeing yourself from some form of authority. It means seizing or reclaiming your independence. And that's what this bicycle allows you to do. It's a true turning point for society. First of all, because now it's mass-produced. It's less expensive, so it's more accessible. 
and also because women have taken to riding bicycles. Yes. Well, if we listen to those old goats, women shouldn't be allowed to ride bicycles. All kinds of words are supposed to be for us. Ulcers, bleeding, sickness and swelling. Some doctors even say that it prevents women from having children. Can you believe that? Oh my. What well, some men are ready to think up in order to limit freedom and control women. Those men are scared more than anything else because, thanks to bicycles, women can go where they like, when they like, without their permission. That's true. I can see the disapproval in their eyes when I'm on my saddle with my trousers skirt and my untied hair. I've already been told that's not how respectable women behave. I'd like to see them ride a bicycle wearing a corset and a petticoat. Then, let's see what it's like. <laughs> yes, they will. But you know, women in trousers have been shocking people for a long time. In 1800, the Paris chief of police issued an order on cross-dressing for women. The order stipulated that if a woman wanted to wear trousers, she had to go to the police headquarters and ask for a permission to cross-dress for a special reason, either medical or professional. In fact, the aim was, above all, to limit women's access to certain professions or functions that were considered male. Today, Mama told me that a woman is allowed to wear trousers if she is holding the handlebars of a bicycle or the reins of a horse. So, I told her that now I was going to work in the street wearing trousers with my bag and my handlebars. <laughs> Very clever. Now that's what I call skirting around the law. <laughs> oh, oh, oh no, not again. <sighs> well, I think we're going to have to finish on foot. Don't worry. There's not much further to go. Did you follow the Paris Olympics? It was three years ago, so you must have been very young. I was only around ten, but I remember Papa following it all very closely in the press. Why? Because the Olympics are also about the emancipation of women. In 1900, out of nearly a thousand athletes, there were only about 20 women. And they couldn't compete in the cycling races, just as they couldn't compete in the Tour de France. But as the years went by, they managed to earn their rightful place and above all, break records on their bikes. Women had to wait until 1984 to be able to take part in Olympic cycling and until 1955 to compete in the Women's Tour de France. It soon disappeared before reappearing timidly between 1984 and 1989 and finally making a big comeback in 2022. Women are doing their bicycle. <laughs> well, uh, sorry, I might have to take it easy on those lame puns. Oh no, do carry on and tell me more. Okay, well, I can talk to you about Marion Martin, who won the first Women's Tour de France, or Anne-Caroline Chausson, who was nicknamed the Downhill Queen because she dominated her sport, mountain biking, winning the World Championships 13 times. But... If I could only mention one sportswoman, it would be Jeanne Longo. She was born in 1958 and rode a bike for the first time aged three. Solitary, talented and tough, she rode at breakneck speeds, winning many victories and breaking several records. I can't even imagine her existing. 
how about if I gave you an overview of her victories? Jenny Longo won 13 world championships, three women's Tour de France races in a row, and a gold medal at the Atlanta Olympics Games in 1996. It's incredible. Sadly, I'm pretty sure your bicycle goes faster than changes in law and customs. You remember that ruling by the Paris Prefecture I was talking about? The one that forbade women from wearing trousers? Well, it's only going to be revoked in 2013. Of course, that didn't stop women from wearing trousers if they wanted to as early as 1960. But officially, it was illegal. You know what? I'm going to prove that it's going to take more than that to stop us from riding bicycles. And I hope those old geezers will see how determined I am in Papa's painting. How about if I put one hand on my hip like this and my other hand on the handlebars? What do you think? It's absolutely perfect, George. Oh, look. Papa is already behind his easel. I'm going to play the role of a mother-daughter. Can you see the shed on the left? Yes. You can find someone there who will help you fix your bicycle. Over there? Thanks a lot. Pleased to have met you. See you. <sighs> she said on the left. Oh, gosh, it's uphill. Come on. I'm not going to wait for bicycles to get gears. This fictional dialogue provides an auditory immersion in the work Cycling in Le Vésinet by Léon-François Comer, an oil painting from 1903, now kept in the Petit Palais, City of Paris Fine Arts Museum. That was Paris Musée Olympic, a podcast by Paris Musée, created by Nuit Noir. Did you like it? Discover the other museums by listening to Paris Musée Olympic. <laughs>